Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, everybody. I am here today with Joshua Radowin. He's a spiritual coach, public speaker, and an author. And he lives in rural Wisconsin. I didn't even tell Josh before when we were talking before the show, my father was from Rhinelander. Um, Josh is a co-owner of Aligned Alchemy, which is a metaphysical shop in downtown Montello, Wisconsin. After going through a spiritual awakening in 2017, his life changed forever. Before his awakening, Joshua was an atheist who was very outspoken against religion and spirituality. But then he had an experience where the angels started to show themselves to him. They began to work with him in repairing his mind and body, and they helped him in reconnecting with his own spirit. Now he coaches others who started that same process. He helps dispel fear, worry, dread, anxiety, guilt, and shame, and probably half a dozen other negative emotions. He holds space so that others may discover their purpose and claim their space in this world. With his fiance, he has written a book called, uh, our course, called Bridging the Gap, in, and, which is an intro into angelic and energetic work. And that's what got my attention, and that's why I wanted to talk with him today. Welcome to the show, Joshua. I am uh, really grateful to be here. Thank you. So what happened in 2017 that just changed your life? You know, so uh, 2017, I, you know, it was kind of like if you think of a teapot, I had uh, built up so much steam that eventually, you know, the, the pot just has to, has to whistle, has to blow. So, you know, after years of, you know, alcohol abuse and drug abuse, um, you know, I just came to a place where I I couldn't anymore. I just couldn't with the way I was. You know, I I was aware for a very long time of not necessarily living in accordance to what I knew the moral code and compass within was pointing. So... You know, after about six months into a, a very dark, dark place, I started hearing things, um, hearing voices. And, you know, most people talk about their spiritual awakening as the, the day they experience oneness or, you know, speaking with God. You know, it was a, it was the opposite for me. Um, I, I saw demons, you know, I... I was being chewed on in the uh, the other realms, and you know it was it was manifesting in my life, living living so far against my 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 true nature, had and you know lowering my vibration with alcohol and stimulants, 
I, I left myself an open portal for anybody to jump in and take the reins. And I, you know, I take full responsibility as I, I have free will, but a lot of things happened that year uh, that really, you know, it, it shattered my illusion. You know, like I, I as, as you stated in the, the opening, you know, I was an atheist. I, I grew up Lutheran. I, I, I struggled in, in traditional church. You know, I, as someone who was sensitive to energy very early on, you know, the energetics I felt inside churches just, it didn't, you know, resonate with me. And, you know, having so many different conflicting idealisms and different denominations, I, it was hard for me to wrap my head around. So I just kind of stepped away from it all. And it was, you know, I, I simply phoned in my spirituality until the age of, of 33 when my awakening happened. Um, yeah. So, um, it, you know, I just really kind of listened to a lot of George Carlin at certain points. And I thought, you know, that resonates with me, but the, the truth is, is I, I just didn't know. And if, you know, being male, if it's like, I couldn't see something, you know, there was no tangible evidence for me to hold on to, then I just, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was real or if it was just make believe. So I, I experienced this, uh, spiritual awakening in 2017 where I, I saw the other side, you know, not so much the side of light, but the, the side of darkness. And I, I went to a very dark place. You know, I ended up in a mental institution. I ended up in prison for two years. Um, but it was, it was during that, my, my stay in prison that, uh, three words came to me from my aunt. You know, she was, uh, she was one of my, always one of my biggest cheerleaders. And it was three, three words that changed my life. It was God is love. And oh, wow. for the first time, it was, it was, it was, that was the first time I, I had found a God that I could actually get behind. And, uh, from there, you know, the, the, the journey back from, you know, the years of, you know, at the time, which I thought was irreparable damage to my, to my mind and to my body. Um, that was, that was the journey back. And I'd, I'd like to say, you know, that's where it all stopped, right? Like I, I got out of prison and I, I found my purpose and I was, living living my best life but the truth is three days after release i i had relapsed and 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 stayed right back in that state for another six months uh and, when it, and it was worse than before um because i had been you know there's one truth that's been you know really prevalent in my past is that the universe will give me many many chances to heed to the lesson but I was never really great at surrender, and I just truly didn't know the concept. I just, you know, I, I, I didn't understand. So the, the lessons got harder, and the, the dark nights of the soul got harder, and they got mm -hmm. darker. And they, you know, to a, in my mind, within me, it just became more violent, this, this battle between, you know, good and evil, you know, within me. Um, you know, was that, you know, it was like, I was constantly reliving all the traumatic experiences of my life and it's like being a Phoenix, you know, it's, it's like being a Phoenix, you know, returning to the fire and being burned to ashes only to resurface with amnesia of the lesson that I had just learned. That's, it was just a loop and a cycle and that, that I just could not pull myself out of. That's why you wrote the book Phoenix crashing, right? That is that is why I named it that. Um, the Phoenix symbolism started coming up right around the same time as the angels started coming into my life. 
So tell me, tell me what that was like to have an angel appear in your life. What, what did that feel like for you? Well, you know, so it, it started out, I was just, you know, laying in bed after a relapse and I was in this really, really low place. You know, I would go through pits of depression and shame and guilt for wanting something different in my life. But, you know, constantly, you know, like I, I viewed everything as a failure and a mistake at that time instead of an opportunity to grow. So uh-huh. every, every shame cycle, it would just, it would, you know, it would just debilitate me or I allowed myself to be debilitated by it as the proper stance. But so um, at that time it was Metatron that came first for me. Nice. So uh, Metatron's cube started showing, you know, the sacred geometry. And I was like, what is mm-hmm. this? You know, like I've got no experience with it. So Metatron's cube started showing itself to me in different places. And then from there I started, you know, diving deeper, you know, like I, one of the issues with excessive stimulant use is it's really hard to slow down the mind. So I started doing guided meditations and I started working with Archangel Michael. And I, I will tell you, I, I felt him within the first three days. You know, I, I was able to see him and, uh, you know, it's, it's this beautiful energetic silhouette in my, in my mind's eye. And I felt this blue energy just encasing me and protecting me from the things that I didn't know were still chewing on me. So, you know, and, and from there, you know, like I really started working with those two for, for protection and just to, you know, get a better sense of myself and, you know, starting to stand in my power. And then, you know, like I was still very tattered mentally from, from, you know, these, these mental wars, these dark nights of the soul. And then, you know, Archangel Raphael came to me and I developed such a close relationship with him. Um, he has been so, so, so much a part of this, of this journey and this, uh, the healing of my mind and being able to, release limiting beliefs about myself, release the past and just really open my heart to the love of the universe and not feel like the whole world's out to get me. So those are the, those are the three that came to me in the, in the very beginning. That's really cool because, you know, Raphael is an angel. Not every angel has the capacity to actually effect healing, but Raphael is one of those that does. Um, the, the others, you know, that you mentioned, Metatron and Michael, like you said, they're very protective, but they're not healing angels per se. So it's really interesting that those three came to you and helped you get through this. And you mentioned a couple of times being worthy. And I think for most people, I, I tend to be uh Stubborn, I guess is the best word. I'm, I'm rather hard-headed, and I, I tend to, um, I tend to argue with God and the angels, and it, it's, um, it, it, I don't know why. I try not to now because I've learned a lot of these lessons that you were talking about. But we all, I think, before we realize. At, at, you mentioned being raised um, in the Lutheran church as a youngster and how that affected you. And probably the only other 
faith that is as strict as the Lutherans would be the Catholics, and that's how I grew up. And we are taught as children, I, I can remember saying this prayer and pounding on my chest as a youngster, oh, Lord, I am not worthy. And there was more that followed it, but I forget what it was. But, you know, something like, oh, Lord, I'm not worthy of your love, but, you know, thank you for forgiving me or whatever. So, you know, we're raised to always be thinking we're sinful, we're bad, we're not worthy. And then if we ever display any kind of um, self-love, basically, we're told to bring it down. That That's your ego. You can't have that, that bad Ego bad, you know, you must be good, you must be humble, you must be quiet. And that's not the way God loves. And he has taken his two by four so many times over the years and smacked me upside the head because I just wasn't getting it. And I wasn't listening. I'd hear the message, but I would just um, either argue, like when I did my book, uh I had a couple of psychics tell me that they had messages from the angels telling me to finish my book. And I always say, which one? I knew as soon as I'd say which one, the book they wanted me to finish. But because I like to argue, I was, I was just getting, I couldn't get out of my own way. And I, I, I fully understand what you're saying with that. You know, I, you know, this angel course that we wrote, it was three months ago, like my angels, you know, like I was on burnout getting everything started this year. And, you know, they, so I went to a, a local water park up in the Wisconsin Dells and I was just relaxing. I was having a great day. And that's when the download came to write yeah. this angel course. I, and I said, absolutely not. I was like, you guys sent me here on vacation because I was burned out. And you said, this is where, you know, you wanted me to take some time off and now you want me to write a seven week course. And I said, absolutely not. So anyway, two weeks later, I got to cracking on the course. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, I know what it's like to have that those mental battles uh, with your guides and your angels. Um, you know, I think they just laugh at us sometimes. You know, they. Oh, they I know they that. do. <laughs> I know they do. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about how God is love, and you could, you could accept that because being raised in a church with this religion and this structure, we're taught that God is scary. God is a powerful father. He is a, he's, 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 you know, oh, but he's merciful. But yet they make us believe that God is going to get us if we, if we step out of line. But then we step out of line and we don't get, you know, struck by lightning. We're like, oh, maybe that was a bunch of hoo so I'll just do my life the way I want to. But I think it's really cool how they pick certain people that they know. It, it, it's kind of like um, tapping on the door. You know, you when somebody's at the front door, they can either tap on it softly over the door. And for different people, it takes different methods to get our attention. And once they get our attention, they don't shake loose. They they hang on and because they know, okay, he's paying attention. She's paying attention. She's watching. He's listening. Let's use this. Because 
in, in, you know, in their existence, one of their purposes is to help us be better, to be more open, to receive that love. Absolutely, you know, and that's that's why you know the, the, this course that 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 came from this download, you know, and and it's, and it's why I called it bridging the gap because uh, to me it's it's really about bridging the gap of Eastern and Western philosophies, and figuring out what it is that separate, you know, what what it is that doesn't separate us more, but actually bring us together, you know, like what are the things we can agree upon that are what we're searching for, and I think that's you know faith and love. I think there's a very minimal amount of people would say that that's not something that they're searching for in life. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so I, I thought, you know, after studying the chakras and, and working with the angels for, you know, daily for the last four years, I, you know, the, I wanted to work with an angel each week in a specific chakra and use that angel's energy to help in that healing process and open minds along the way, you know, it's uh and identifying the psychological wounds in the energy centers and how that angel can help us in getting through that and call and and how to really call upon them. Cause you know, we have to ask, you know, we have to give them permission. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the kicker that a lot of people don't talk about is we have to give them permission in order for them to work with us. Right. And, and some people might say you have to invite them to work with you. It's a, it's a matter of perspective, giving them permission or inviting them. And, and all that means is they're not going to just push their will on top of ours. Right. They're not going to force us to do anything that we don't want to do. Absolutely. And I think that, Absolutely. that may be one reason a lot of people hesitate to work with the angels. That's I also think that's why a lot of people like the structure of religious um, doctrines and churches because they don't have to think. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I kind of broke away from my church. Um, many years ago, I was having visions and I, I didn't understand, first of all, why me? But secondly, I needed a little help understanding what the actual visions meant. So I went to my pastor and he just looked at me and did that noise you do with your teeth. And he said, oh, no, you're not seeing visions. It's just your imagination. I said, no, I'm pretty sure this was more than my imagination. Why would I imagine this? And I had explained what the particular vision was that I'd seen that day. And he said, because you aren't, in, this isn't Lord's Mary. This isn't, um, what is it, Medjugorje. And he named off all these places where children have seen visions of, of different religious characters or people. Um, mm-hmm. he said, uh, you're, and because I knew the visions were absolutely positively real and not my imagination, I just looked at him and I said, well, thank you for your opinion. And I walked out of that church building and I never went back because that was one man trying to control what he thought he needed to control. And I didn't need to be controlled. I needed to be open to receive more messages. And so when I, you know, when you step away from that, 
he was afraid either that this was going to bring more attention to the area or he would be considered a hoax. I don't know what he thought, but that was when I really started working with the angels and it's just never, I, I keep getting more and more messages the more I work with them. Because you, you had the faith and your, you know, your connection, you know, and that's, that's the difference to me between spirituality and religion. Absolutely. You know, it's exactly. To, to me, you know, it's exactly what you stated is that, you know, a lot of people like I did for the whole beginning of my past is I, I phoned in the work to somebody else. I was like, well, he said it. He's in a position of power. That must be what's true because what do I know? Exactly. When I, the, and when we realize that we know so much more than what we're willing to accept in the past, it, I'll give you something to ponder. Almost all, I mean, we've got um, the Jewish religion, Hindu, Islam, um, Shinto over in, in the Orient or in, in Asia. And then, you know, almost everything else is Christianity. And the funny thing is Christianity is named after Jesus Christ, who was a Jew. He wasn't a four a foot ten Arab Jew. Exactly. <laughs> Not quite the uh, blue-haired, blue-eyed Messiah that is on all the portraits. No. And, you know, it's so funny because I've had, um, I've had uh, interactions with Jesus, who is, for all intents and purposes, an ascended master. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you believe that he is the Messiah or the the savior or whatever you want to call him to me he's just a spiritual brother and i'm not detracting from all that i've been taught all my years but i've had conversations with him and yeah. when i've had visions of him he's dressed like james dean back in the 1950s blue jeans and a t-shirt um he's never come to me like the religious pictures show him ever he's never had no, long hair it's, uh, it's it's been similar for us you know he's uh you know doing guided meditations or shamanic journeying you know to uh to meet to meet him you know it's it's, mm -hmm. it's always been the same um you know i and, and it's there's so many things you just said that I, I want to go down so many holes with, <laughs> you know, the, the, the first one being, you know, the, uh, the Christian church really needs to revisit Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and really oh, yeah. study what the man was about. Because I, I think it's, it's gone so far afield from what his actual teachings were, you know, um, it just it, it baffles me, but I you know I don't really give it a lot of my energy anymore. I understand that you know my my philosophy is if if your path is making you happy that that might be your highest purpose. So go after that. You know I, I'm never about deterring people from the path that they actively choose to participate in. You know I personally believe that there's truth in all of it and that we're fighting oh, yeah. over nothing. <laughs> you know it's just a a power struggle and you know that there's. You know, there was a part in the past where, you know, like I was, I was talking a little bit with you about this before the show. Is I was, 
I was blessed to have so many strong spiritual women seers, you know, such as yourself, you know, people, uh, visionaries, teachers, you know, come out of the woodwork and, and, and show me this, this different side of life and help me and continue to help me connect on a deeper level. And, you know, as I was studying, you know, like I, I came across the panel of Nicaea, you know, and the, and the books they took out of the Bible, you know, you, yes. you know, the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Mary Magdalene, you know, um, Enoch. I mean, these books, you know, they, they gave women a lot of power and it, you know, like I, I started seeing you know, on a deeper level, the really misogynistic side of organized religion on a, on a, a much deeper level. And it was, and then, and then just recently I was working with, you know, some inner child work and connecting with like mother earth and divine mother goddess. Right. And, you know, you know, the, the concept of the Holy Trinity came up like the father, the son, and the Holy, well, why isn't the father, son, and the mother? Why did, why did, what is up with that? Right. Like I just, uh, I didn't, I don't understand. Um, other than it's the, the, the grab of power, it's the fear, it's the telling people that they don't know things because they fear that they might be true. You know, I don't know. Well, if anybody really goes back and uh, digs into history, the we're, we're on the cusp of changing things right now. Um, I think it's every... 3,000 years or so. I might be wrong on that. But there's a certain time frame where the shift of power changes from patriarchal to matriarchal. And I think that it's like with the ocean, you know, or in your case, you know, the, the Great Lakes, they have tides. Um, you, you you can watch the water come in and go out and come in and go out, and it's very rhythmic. The the moon comes in all of her phases like clockwork. These, you know, the natural way of things cannot be changed. And I believe that the the power of um, you know who's ruling and who's not ruling, or who's in charge. I think that comes. In, in a cycle as well. And from what I understand, it's about every 3,000 years, maybe I think it might actually be 3,500, but there's a certain length of time where men have ruled and then another length of time where women have ruled. I would love to see a time, and this may be coming not in my lifetime, I don't think, um, where men and women rule equally. And I if think you that's, look that's at... The- I think that's what creates the balance, right? Like that, that the the planet needs is, uh, you know, equal appreciation for both. Yeah. Well, if you look at the angels, um, typically, I mean, a lot of them have very masculine attributes. Some of them have very feminine attributes, but most of them have a combination. They're more androgynous, like a blend. And there mm-hmm. are some angels that will appear in whatever form you are ready to receive them. And I think that I know there's a lot of talk and um, I don't want to get into anything political, but there's a lot of 
new stuff going on in the world with transgenders and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, uh, bo- boys and girls who don't know who they are or what they are. It's because I think that this is a, a leading up to a more balanced society. If we could have more tolerance for these people that, I mean, I think they also need to be tolerant of us. You know, there are some that are very masculine, some are very feminine, and then there are some that go right down the middle. I remember after my, my divorce from my first husband, I I dressed like a man half the time because I just was I was coming into my own um, my own self of who I was. And a lot of people were asking me, well, are you, are you gay? I'm like, no, I'm just comfortable dressing this way. And I, it didn't last long. It was kind of a phase that I went through for about a year maybe. But I, when the occasion called for me to dress in a feminine way, I did. And when the occasion called for me to dress, um, you know, however I wanted to, I usually, it was always a combination. I would wear a man's three-piece suit because I bought it from the thrift store, but then I'd put on a woman's scarf or a a, shiny pin to make sure that everybody understood I'm not just dressing like a man to dress like a man. It's just just the way I feel today. And I think that that may be... We should be allowed to be ourselves without judgment, you know? Um, Absolutely. Whether that happens in this lifetime or, you know, it's a, a distant future, you know, I think... You know, the, I think, you know, if we could all just learn to, you know, love without conditions, right? And realize that, you know, we all have a path and a journey here. And we're all, you know, just kind of on this soul evolution plan. And that we just, if we just honor each other's journeys. And I'm I'm not saying, you know, I think there's people that come into our lives and they're meant to hurt us or we're meant to hurt other people. You know, I do believe those soul contracts go both ways. But, you know, when we can take a step back and realize that, you know, these, these triggers we feel towards people are things we need to look at within ourselves. You know, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, there isn't a, a thing I've read about him where he talked about judgment. You know, or a judgmental tone, you know, um, you know, he was very, you know, he spent his time with, you know, prostitutes and lepers, you know, he wasn't. Yeah. He's an excellent role model if we would just pay attention. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think one of the biggest blasphemes in, in nature is when people use religion to oppress others. I think, uh, you know, I've noticed it in, in cases with people in my life that they, they, they lock on to certain parts of the verbatim sentences of the, of the Bible and say to kind of, you know, use it as a tool to treat others, you know, in a, in a disrespectful or, you know, harmful manner because, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it's, you know, to me, the the Bible, to a degree, is a book of parables. There's a lot of in-between-the-line things to read through there. Um, oh, yes. You I, know, it's I went, not so... Go ahead. Uh, years, years ago, I took a course in a community college. It was I don't even think it was for credit, but it was... Um, I don't remember the title of it, but it was taught by a Baptist preacher. It was 
re- understanding the Bible as a storybook, not as a religious document. And he said that he believed that the book of Genesis was just a bedtime story that some little Jewish boy said, Daddy, where did I come from? And so, of course, you know, they didn't talk about sex in those days, and you you wouldn't dare discuss procreation the way we'd sit down with our children today and talk about it. But in those days, you know, in the beginning, and he just started this love story about God being all about love. And and he that I, I that stuck with me for many, many years because it makes sense to me. Because, I mean, these stories, I will tell you, I know what it's like to write a book, and you do too, um, a book that's been inspired. You know, you didn't have any clue about writing your book, bridging the gap between the angelic and energetic work. You had no idea that you were going to do that while you were on vacation. Farthest thing from your mind. But yet, you were inspired to write that. My last book is a, a journey. I call journey. it a journey with angels. And it's it's very, very much not my writing. It's um, I, I say that I was just a tool. And that's what these stories in the Bible are. They were inspired, but that doesn't mean that they're actual word of God per se. And that's a, that's a tough argument to have with us sometimes. I find myself I don't argue much anymore because I realize – then I'm just driving further, people further away. You know, it's, uh, but I, I, I carry the same sentiment. Um, you know, people argue with me about, you know, the panel of Nicaea and, and you know, there was a, a, a recently a, a situation that took place and someone had, had called, you know, said I was a misogynist because I was talking about angel numbers or, you know, they didn't say I was a misogynist, but they said, Oh, is that a man-made thing? And I, you know, I, I responded, through ego right away i said oh you mean like the king james bible and <laughs> you know I, <laughs> you know so i i understand um that I, and, and carry that same sentiment i just i truly try not to argue and i just want to bring people together and well, I think you know with if my anybody if anybody believes that numerology and angel numbers are man made they've never picked up a wildflower and looked at it. They've never held a pine cone and seen the sacred geometry in it. Um, you know, if, if they picked up any kind of natural thing, uh, whether it's a seed pod, the actual plant, uh, the wings on a bumblebee or a hummingbird, you look at those things, they're very balanced. Through, through numbers, if there's, you know, there's not going to be um, a, a weird number thing. It's going to be all very, very balanced. And that's the way the natural order is. And so why wouldn't we have angel numbers? They, I think they're trying to communicate to, you know, it, it was one of the first ways they showed up. I, I just didn't recognize it early in my journey. You know, I, I would see repeating numbers all the time. And I think a lot of people do. They just, it doesn't coincide with the belief structures they have because of everything they've been taught. You know, and, well, until people say, are oh, able to. Well, they say, what a coincidence. Right. 
Right. It's like when somebody calls you when you were just thinking about them. Is that really a yes. coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we are we are all very, you know, connected. We are connected even through our disconnection on this plane. You know, we are we are all connected and it's just you know, I think it's uh, the the mission here, you know, is we spread our stories, we we listen, we learn, we connect, and we we try to figure out how it is we can light up the world one person at a time. And uh, you know, some days it's a an extremely thankless job, but that's why we we learn self love and self care as part of this process, is that we we realize as our our, our true purpose is ourself. And exactly. you know, to me, there's there's no higher form of you know, for lack of better words, magic in the world than authenticity and unconditional love. And that starts with inside, you know, figuring out who we are. We were talking about the inner work. I I believe that, I'll say it collectively, heaven, whether it's um, angels or a, a God of any sort, I call God Gus. I say God, universe, spirit, source. Because that, that kind of covers everything. Of course, me being the class clown and, and the sacrilegious person I am, I also call him dude. Uh, sometimes okay. I'll sit down when I'm getting ready to meditate. I say, okay, dude, let's have a conversation. And um, it, I, talking about laughing, I mean, I hear laughter sometimes um, <laughs> in my mind. I, I swear I'm hearing somebody laughing at me. <laughs> And, or and they're laughing with funny. you. Well, sure, they're laughing with me a lot of times, but most of the time they're laughing at me because I'm so stubborn. But I've learned to be less stubborn. And the more I work with the angels, the the less hard-headed I am. But I really believe that when I can have people on my show like you, heaven is happy, whether it's our our aunt, our our deceased loved ones. Or the angels, or the archangels, or the cherubim, or the seraphim, or the thrones, or the dominion, or, you know, the creator itself, the one who started it all, love. If God is love, then love is God. And why not love ourselves? And even Jesus said, um, love one another as you love yourself. And I think that's where some of the hatred and and anger in this world come from is because the people don't love themselves. Uh, they've been many people have been taught not to because we've been taught to question the validity of our own experience from a very mm-hmm. very early age, especially here in the United States. You know, we are we are so programmed from a very early age to not get out of line, to not have independent thoughts. They've taken critical thinking out of all schools. Um you know, and they, and you're taught not to question authority. Well, I always had questions, and I thought, you know, and I still feel to this day that it is valid to voice questions, and if and I, there's a response that is deserved. You know, if this is what you're teaching, I want to know why. You know, and especially if you're teaching it to our kids and our kids' kids, and you know, continuing this cycle, it's you know, it's something that needs to. I think more people need to stand up to the system and you know, I, we do it one, one, one day at a time, right? Yeah. And one person at the time. And, you know, we're here talking about this. So somebody will come back. This, this show is heard in over a hundred countries. 
So we, somebody will come back maybe six months from now when the time is right for them. And they'll hear this show and it'll click something and they'll be, oh, okay, now I, now I know where to go or I know what to do or I'm going to go buy that book or I'm, you know, I'm going to start asking more questions. And it, it happens so many times I'll get an email from somebody who's listened to a show that's even a year old. Cause this, we've been doing this, um, well, I've been doing the Go With Angels show for a year and Be Unique Radio has been out for almost five years. So I never know when I'm going to get an email or just a note on Facebook saying I listened to such and such a show and it changed my life. So yeah, we're, we're we're out here trying to plant those seeds of love. You know, it's up to uh, you know, we're just uh, we're just a seed planter. You know, that each individual is the gardener of their own story. And uh, I just, you know, we talk about this too. We we share our stories in hopes that. You know, it makes people more aware of what's actually going on around us because this is such a I, – I truly believe we have the ability to create heaven or hell in our daily lives and on this planet, you know, and it's uh, – it's, you know, it, it's it's our choice, right? It's our choice how it we is. react to things. And, and, you've, and you've seen that personally, haven't you? Oh, you know, I, you I mean, created yeah, your absolutely. own hell and now you're creating your own heaven. Absolutely. I mean, I'm so grateful for the journey because I get to teach from both sides, having having experience of, 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 of both sides of it. And, you know, and, and then also connecting with so many people through coaching and through doing psychic readings and, you know, public speaking. You know, I, I, I learn from every single person, including you, who has, you know, really gave me some things to ponder on here in our, our short talk today. Um, you know, it's just, it's beautiful for me that, and we can all share this and all of our experiences are valid. You know, we, we need to honor them because that is authentic. You know, everybody's journey is different. What we've experienced is real because it, you know, even if we suppress it, there is something inside you that knows what you have witnessed that is outside of the construct of your current belief system actually happened and is real. And, I say honor that. Talk about that. Shed light oh, on that shadow. And and you know it's what your truth is may not be my not truth, me. but it's still the truth, and that's all that matters. It's your experience because that's how you need to experience it to get to the next step. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and. And that place right there is the place of unconditional love, right? And I think that is what we need to aim for, you know, is the because when when does not loving has, has that ever served us? You know. Oh, it it can't. Uh, it not can't. loving can't serve. And you know, I stopped watching I stopped. regular television um, after the nine eleven incident. It was just, it was heartbreaking and it was ripping my soul apart because I was, I was thrust into depression. So I realized, okay, this is not good for me. I'm not going to do it anymore. But then when COVID struck, you couldn't help but hear about it. 
Right. And e- even though I wasn't watching main television, any time I turned on my computer, I mean, I would have had to just become a hermit and shut down everything. Right. But even, I mean, I couldn't go out and shop for groceries because it wasn't allowed for a while. So there was a point where I remember waking up one morning and thinking, oh, I, I, I might as well just go back to bed because the world out here is ugly and I don't like it. And I was stepping on the, uh, like a banana peel of emotions, just a little more pressure. And I'd have fallen into that deep despair of I'm, I can't do anything. So why should I bother? And then I realized, no, no, I can turn this around. I can flip the switch and I can be happy and joyful. And I did. And I was, and, I did a, at that point in time, I was doing a different podcast and I jumped on there. I couldn't wait for time to get on the show because I wanted to talk about that. And it made all the difference in my life at that point, because I I really believe that that's when, I mean, I, I felt like I had physically flipped the switch, but I believe now that there were angels around me nudging me in that direction. Because the angels don't want us to be unhappy and miserable. Because that's not what love is. No, no, absolutely. You know, it's uh, you know, in my my experiences with with all of them, and I, you know, I've I've worked with a number of them at this point. You know, and uh, all all they've ever tried to do is help in strengthening my protections strengthening my sense of self, connect me to love, to heal me, to aid in my healing, and to aid me on my spiritual journey through inner work, through growth, and through manifesting situations into my life that bring people into my life much like you and this the opportunity for this show. You know, that's that's what they've been there for me for. Um I just had a quick question. Your email address is Joshua at Kelly Sparta. I want to know, I've already had Kelly on my show before, but I want to know what your connection to her is. Well, uh, so after the angels came to me in 2020, um, I was, you know, very, you know, the, the, the path of shamanism came to me at the same time. Oh, wow. So, so, you know, I, I did some studying on it for a while and, you know, it's kind of where the angels directed me. And one day my phone just opened itself to the spirit Sherpa podcast and I listened to it. And at the end of the show, you know, she gave some information on how to set up a discovery call with her. So, and, and, and so I set up a discovery call and I, I spoke with her. And I'd like to tell you once again that she, you know, was just super excited to have me and that, uh, you know, I was allowed right into the tribe of people she was working with. But the truth is, is I was still struggling through relapses and active addictions, and I wasn't in a safe energetic to, uh, you know, kind of acclimate to the tribe format. So bless her heart, she gave me some good, solid advice and asked me to do some inner work on my own to and then to come back so over the next five months i i got completely sober i 
you know, did the work that she had asked of me, which was some 12-step work and, you know, a couple a couple books I read and just listening to a, a lot of podcasts and getting deeper into my own healing journey. And I came back and, you know, I took the, the first course with her, which is, uh, which is now Welcome to the Woo, which I am currently certifying myself with her in coaching. So that's my connection cool. with hers. Yeah, and, and we've, she's the been the woman I've been working with quite frequently for the last three years. Yeah, I was very, I felt very blessed when somehow I came into her circle of whatever. You know, it was like, well, this this woman sounds kind of cool. I and mean, when I got her on the show, I was like, oh, my gosh. Just, she's really an amazing human. She is the spirit doctor. I mean, her, uh, the work I've done with her, you know, really put me on the express train through the healing process. You know, and I, I really, I know that the angels led me to her for that reason. Um, you know, we do various forms of angel work, working with her, you know. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of stuff. She, and she's a, she's a whiz with the psychological aspect of the spiritual wounds. So it's a, it's a beautiful blending of spirituality and, you know, what we go through here on the material plane, right? Yeah. Um now tell me quickly because we got about ten minutes left. I'd like to know a little bit about your. Um, oh heavens! I had a slip of my mind. The aligned alchemy. Uh yeah. So I have, uh, you know, a, a year ago, I was, you know, I was a little ways outside of Kelly's program. I was working in a factory. You know, I was you know, helping a lot of people along the path, kind of doing some coaching with people. And, you know, I, I woke up early one morning and I'm going to work. It was about three in the morning. And I, my, this, my spirit team just kept saying, you know, like, we're, we're going to keep showing you the door, but it's up to you to walk through it. And as I got to work that morning, I, I just felt sick. Like I could no longer walk in there. I, I I couldn't. I couldn't walk into this this place and tell people to go live their dreams when I was going to a place that I I couldn't stand, couldn't stand working at. So after I surrendered, and that was my first, one of my first experiences of understanding and proceeding with the concept of surrender. I had three magnificent women come out of the, of the woodwork and we all connected and created this small tribe. And, uh, we, we tried starting a nonprofit last year that we had struggles with all very new to the concept and, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out uh, it's still in the works long term, but, um, but, but anyway, so all, all, all four of us come together and that is what aligned alchemy is about. So we have a little store here in Montella, Wisconsin, it is uh, a place of healing. You know, we have the uh, all adorned with a lot of different, uh, the walls adorned with a lot of different spiritual paintings. And we've had some just amazing artists come through. Um, you know, Ray McDaniel, if you get a chance to look out his art, just absolutely phenomenal. And, um, yeah, so we so we opened up a metaphysical shop. And all, all four of us are, you know, I've been working on our gifts for a long time. And to come together was really just the uh the alignment of that alchemical process 
Well, that's really cool because I think it's and, – and you've got a Facebook page, right? Yeah, yep, we do. You can look us up at uh, Aligned Alchemy on Facebook. And uh, if you ever have any questions and you're hearing this, just feel free to reach out, and I will be happy to respond to you. Okay. And where can people buy your book or sign up for your course? So currently you can, if you reach out to me through the Aligned Alchemy page, you will, I will give you the information on that. I will message with you direct at this time. We are currently changing the format in which we take payments. So we're going through a little bit of a, uh, a, a change on the IT side. So um, if you just reach out to us through Facebook on Messenger or direct message me uh, at, on J.D. Radwin at Facebook, and also you can, you know, Joshua at KellySparta.com. All of these are great ways to get a hold of me. If you're interested in any of the programs, I'm happy to spend some time. We can set up a call to, uh, to talk about what we're offering, and I, I look forward to that. Excellent. Well, I have enjoyed talking with you, and I, I look forward to hearing more from you as you go through life. I, I love that, and thank you so much. I'm so grateful that uh, that Spirit connected us, and I'm just really appreciative and in a, in a sense of a state of joy right now that this was a really beneficial conversation for me and getting my story out there and hearing yours too. It's it's beautiful. I love I love the the different journeys we all traverse and how we can meet at that place of acceptance and love, and that's what it's all about for me. Exactly. I was talking to someone uh, a couple of weekends ago. We were at an event, my husband and I were, and a man had, it was, you know, how it's so amazing how spirit moves people and works with us. Man was walking down the sidewalk. We were just off on, in the grass doing, uh, we had a booth to sell my books. And this man was just walking down the sidewalk looking so pointed, you know, he had a mission. He was on a mission. He was eating ice cream. It was right in the middle of the day, and he was walking in the sun. He was gobbling up this ice cream because it was melting. And I just said, hey, why don't you bring your ice cream over here and eat it in the shade, and it won't melt so fast. Because I tend to just yell out strange things to strange people without thinking. <laughs> because that's, that's an angel prompting me. And, and instead of going, oh, I shouldn't talk to him. I don't know him. I, I just yell. When the words come into my mind, I yell them out. And so he it. came over. He came over and he started talking with me and with my husband. And we found out that he had just broken up with um, an abusive girlfriend. And we started talking about spirituality and being on the right path and knowing when to answer the call. And we, you know, discussed the fact, you know, he could have just ignored me or waved and, and laughed. You know, most people would have just go, <laughs> yeah, you're right, uh, or something, and kept walking. But he said he felt drawn to come over and talk with me. And so we must, he, I ended up giving him a, a chair, I think, and I think he sat there probably 30 minutes, and we just got into this glorious conversation about the angels and about growing and being on our path. And so he said, well, I know she's on her path, too. And I, I told him, I said, I want you to do me a favor. Turn around and look back at that sidewalk. There was a couple going by, and they were holding hands. 
I said, would you say they're on the sidewalk together? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, they're walking side by side. So it looks like they're on the same path. He said, yeah, I would say they are. I said, but have you noticed that she's walking like maybe a half step behind him? And I said, she's not in his footsteps. She can't occupy the same space he's occupying. So she can't be on his path, nor can he be on her path. He said, oh, my gosh, I never thought of it that way. I said, well, see, a lot of times we think in terms of, oh, we're all on a spiritual path together, so we should all be the same. We can never, ever, ever be the same. We can be very near and and be vibrating on the same frequency or nearly the same frequency. But nobody's going to be able to walk in the exact same footsteps. But it was just it's so convenient that that couple came by just as we were having that point in our conversation. And I told him, I said, you know, if your path with your girlfriend is supposed to cross down the road, you're going to be at a junction and, and you'll reconnect. Things happen the way they're supposed to. He said, oh, I can't. I, you know, he said, I can't disagree with you because I could have been anywhere today, but I just decided that I was going to come here. And I thought, well, I'll just get an ice cream cone and then I'll go back to my car. But I decided I would go looking at all these booths and just see what was out here. And he said, and if you hadn't called my, you know, called out to me, I would never have had this conversation. So I just always think about that, you know, how we're on the same path, but we're at our own pace. Yeah. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I just, I love how the angels work with me and help me explain that to other people. That's a gift I know that I've been given. And that's why I started this show. Actually, I started the show thinking, oh, I'll use it to sell more books. Now, at this point, I don't care if I sell the books. I just want to be able to reach a few people here and there. And if I can make a difference in somebody's life, then I feel like my job is done. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Well, that brings me to the end of the show. And I want to remind people that they can find you on Facebook at Aligned Alchemy. Or they can email you at Joshua at KellySparta.com. I'm not going to give them the other one. They can find you. Um, But if you want to reach out to Joshua and you can't remember how, just reach out to me. Everybody mostly knows that I'm at Mary at BeUnique.org. And I can hook you up. Thank you for joining me today, Joshua. Thank you so much for your time. This has been one of the thank great blessings of my life on this journey. Oh, thank you. Uh, I believe that, um, you know, with your energy and my energy together, we're going to make the world a whole much better place because it's all about the love. It's all about the love. Yep. All right. Take care. All right. Thank Thanks you, for listening Bye. to Go With Angels with Mary Bye. Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. 
Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.